0: Blog Talk Radio. And around the world, streaming live on the Internet, it's Real Estate Coaching Radio, bringing you the latest news, interviews, and secrets of the top producers, hosted by award-winning real estate coaches, Tim and Julie Harris.
1: Welcome back, everyone. This is Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. So listen, we're not going to waste a lot of time today on the preamble because we have a very special guest. For today's radio show, someone who is one of Julie's personal coaching clients. We interviewed him, oh, I don't know, maybe a few months ago, and the feedback after his interview was pretty extraordinary. And I have to say that it's the only superstar interview that actually caused me to shed a few tears during the interview uh, because he said some things that I wasn't expecting. And and he and I were talking a little bit uh, prior to today's radio show about um, some of the reasons that his radio, uh, or I'm sorry, his superstar interview had resonated with so many agents across the country and i think it's really because bill bird today's uh special guest tells the truth and he's willing to you know frankly he's willing to lay it all on the line so you guys can understand what it really takes to be successful in the real estate business so without any further delay bill welcome back to the radio show
0: thank you thank you tim
1: So, Bill, let them have a little bit of information on you in terms of just how they can get hold of you, what brokerage you're with, your phone number, and all that good stuff. So, listen, guys, I'm not going to ask this question of Bill again. You want to write down his contact information right now. Um, Bill was inundated with calls and emails after the Superstar interview we did. So for those of you uh, who will want to contact Bill after today's radio show, please write his information down now. Go ahead, Bill.
0: My name is Bill Bird. I'm with Century 21 North Bay Alliance, Marin County. My phone number is four one five 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 nine five six six zero, and my email address is b y r d r e i at gmail dot com.
1: So, Bill, um, you and I were chatting a bit before the start of today's radio show, and you said that after the superstar interview we did, you were overwhelmed, you said, or you were surprised by the number of agents, especially in Marin County, California, that were asking you questions or you know asking for some advice and whatnot. What were the typical questions that these folks were asking you? What is it that you were surprised by that they were asking you?
0: Um, I would say there are really three questions that I was really surprised by. One was, well, first of all, how many people heard it, and then they called me and um, congratulated me and told me, that it, uh, my story had really given them inspiration to um, dig down deeper and um, cold call and, and produce. Um, the the first question was about absor- absorption rates. I'm I'm pretty shocked about how many people that have been in the industry and they just don't use that tool and they really didn't realize how you calculated one. And if you have MLS, it only takes you about 60 seconds to do. Um, then the next one was. How many people um, don't call expireds? I can tell that there's a lot of people that do call expireds now because if I don't call them at 8.30, someone else is call them at 9 o'clock, which Julie and I have uh, learned over the last 90 days. Um, and then the very last one was about um, how people um, in their presentations that they don't really tell them about anything about themselves. Um, and in my listening presentation, um, my family, um, our history um, comes out, and plus our dogs, cats, um, you know, I really want them to know in my listening presentation who I am so that they understand that they are going to get all of me, you know, good, bad, and ugly.
1: So let's let's play this tape back, if you don't mind, and let's go back to Bill Bird right when you were starting originally with our coaching business and, you know, before Julie was your personal coach, if you don't mind, I think it's worth the time to really uh, let these folks know where you came from. And I call it your Bill Bird comeback story. And I'm asking you to share this again, even though it was highly emotional and it is something that's very personal because, you know, and I asked you prior to the radio show, so I know you're willing to do it. I wouldn't be doing it and embarrassing you if you didn't want to. So I know you're going to say yes. But, guys, the reason I'm asking him to do this again is because, A, many of you are in the same position that he was in. In other words, you're still trying to figure out what to do with your own businesses and personal lives. You're trying to figure out, basically, how to write your own comeback story. And so, you know what? I want you to listen directly from Bill, and you'll be surprised how far he's come, because guess what, guys? He's now the number one Century Century 21 agent in Marin County, one of the... I would say, A, most beautiful areas of the country, and B, you know, very expensive, and C, highly competitive. And In a relatively short period of time, he went from, I would say, less than zero to his level of success. So, Bill, if you don't mind.
0: Yeah. Um, about three and a half years ago, we had lost um, everything. I mean, everything, all the houses, all the money. Um, we had the IRS after us. Um, I had bad partners, um, and we had nothing. Um, when I saw my, uh, children, um, we could not give them, um, we could not give them snacks because if we gave them a snack, there was nothing for dinner, um, I mean, we we applied for financial aid, and we didn't get it. Every time I applied for a job, I was uh, either told I was too old or too experienced, which is the same thing as saying that you're too old, or, I, or they just didn't want to give me the job. Um, anyway, um, so, um, I mean, we had nothing, I mean, we had nothing. And I had my real estate license, and that was it and um i heard one of uh um julie's calls um and um you know it was about short sales and foreclosures and so i um went to my wife and um i said to her you know i really want to do this but we need um um tires for the car and we you know we had sold things to get Get enough money for tires for the cars so I could so I could show houses and um um and I told her I really wanted to do this. it was four hundred dollars and Julie had made a deal with me and um my wife went to our our safe and got the four hundred dollars and said, You don't need tires if you don't have clients and um you know, my kids know Julie um and Julie very systematically brought me from analyzing my my market. The first thing she got me doing was BPOs, which was the best training in the world. Um, and then the next thing that she got me doing is really analyzing my market. And we decided that I that my client and my sphere of influence was not going to be Marin County. Um, and so I started um, going where there were cheaper houses, which was north and in Solano County. And that's where I started. In my first year, I made $46,000, and I also made $26,000 in BPO money. Um, And the story I really want to say is that um, my daughter, who is nine years old now, um, we could not um, buy – she knew we had no money, and so she would literally cut – cardboard out and put it in her shoes um, because she didn't want to tell us that her shoes were had big holes in them. And she did that every day. She'd get up really early in the morning and cut them out so that she wouldn't tell us. And she told her brother not to say that his shoes didn't fit. Um, you know, and God bless that we have medical because my, my son still has problems with his toes. So anyway, so that's the story. Um, I'm happy to tell it and now you know our life is pretty good Um, with Julie's coaching um, you know we're on a financial track we just um, got a program with the IRS Um, we're saving money Um, we're not out of the woods whatsoever Um, my first year I told you my production year was my second year I did 119,000 Julie and I looked at all the different companies and we agreed Century 21 was what I was looking for and then um um uh, last year my net income was somewhere it was like three hundred and forty six thousand. I I grossed four hundred and fifty seven thousand roughly last year.
1: So hold on, let me I'm I'm writing, I'm writing all this down. <laughs> so uh you went from essentially zero to four hundred and fifty seven thousand in did I hear three and a half years?
0: Yeah, three years in gross commission. Three years. 36 deals I closed last year, yeah.
1: Okay, so Bill, I really want you to drill down, and then I know Julie's got a question. She just chatted me, but I really want to drill down on something. Uh, I have to do this without getting in my soapbox. First of all, thanks for sharing that story, and I hope all of you guys are as touched again as we are by that, because it really goes to show that with um, the right, I think, mindset, and plan, anyone can turn their lives around. And I'll say motivation as well, which Bill clearly has. So, uh, silver bullets, Bill. I mean, a lot of people out there right now are into buying buyer leads. They're into doing all these other things that basically think that, you know, they're spending money thinking that somehow magically the business is just going to come to them. I know you're inundated with all that every single day, every agent, is, especially this time of year. How do you cut through all of that messaging, confusing you know, Mickey Mouse, it's you know, the the agents that are being believing that uh you know, basically the center of influence and in past client stuff only doing that will work, or the uh, sort of, I don't know, bait and switched um, direct marketing type ads and other coaches telling people to run. And then there's another coach that's basically it seems like telling agents to do illegal cold calling. I mean with all these different competing messages out there, you are certainly exposed to all those. And yet you've been successful. It's hard work, isn't it? Or is it something else?
2: Um,
0: I think it's very hard work. um I think that you know in my circumstances, I had three I had two children, and then we had a third one in the middle of all this, and I was really highly motivated um you know i I am constantly inundated with all that stuff that you you'll talk about and Zillow and Trulia and realtors dot com are kind of my pet um, investigative not going to say that I don't think they don't have their place, but you know, the thing I really have, have learned is to do what my coaches tell me to do and not argue with it. You know, Julie and I have this one particular marketing item that will remain nameless that we have a bet on, but you know, I have enough faith in, in my coach to do what I'm told you know, I don't think it out. I think the best call I ever heard that I was on with you, Tim, was when, you know, you don't need to know why, just go do it. You're paying us money, go do it. And that's what I do. You know, the other thing I think is all these other marketing things, you really need to pay attention to the NAR, National Association of Realtors, because they have all the stats. On, on, on Internet leads, there is less than a 5% chance they're going to use a realtor from the Internet. It doesn't matter whether it's your listing or not. For listing, it clearly shows it's less than a 2% chance that you're going to get a listing from the uh, Internet. You know, the, the Internet is ability to show buyers your home and and take care of your sellers. It's really not a lead-generating machine. Bill, Bill can I jump in your, there for a
1: second? Sure. Bill, you just said something that's really important, and it's really the bottom line, cutting through the BS, getting to the heart of the matter. Please listen to what Bill just said. He gave you actual numbers from the National Association of Realtors, which obviously we're huge advocates of. You know, the National Association of Realtors saved the real estate industry during the real estate recession. All of you should be paying your dues annually and putting a smiley face in the memo section, and we mean that sincerely. So the reality of it is, is not only what Bill said, but also, and this is interesting, Bill, you'll like this. Market Leader actually just put out a widget, and and, uh, I don't know how to describe it other than the fact that it's kind of telling agents how many leads they need to earn a certain certain level of income. I was playing with the widget, kind of clever little thing. But what it did show was, included you know, market leader who owns you know Trulia now, and or not not uh, Trulia, but um, well it doesn't matter, they don't own Trulia, it's another company they bought. So market leader has the uh, analysis done on what percent of leads actually convert. In other words, if you get a hundred buyer leads from market leader, I said Trulia, but I meant market leader. If you get a hundred buyer leads from market leader, on average, according to this widget, only two to three percent of those. We're actually going to convert into real business. Now, on the surface, that sounds like a hell of a lot of conversations with people just to find the needle in the haystack. It sounds like a lot of work to me. But then when you add to the fact that the buyer leads, the seller leads, these Internet leads, like Bill just said, they're not just going to one website. They're going to all these different websites requesting all this different information from all these different fill-in forms. All that different information is then those being sold to realtors as leads And so your leads are not exclusive is what I'm getting at. Your leads are the same leads that are being sold to dozens of other realtors. So the actual conversion ratio is probably more like 500 leads to every one converted sale. Now, if you really want to drill down on this, I was looking at Zillow's public filings, and I am a great admirer of that company, truthfully. They're doing a fantastic job overall. But their revenue model is essentially selling leads to realtors. And they say publicly that if you do the math backwards – that every lead that they sell to a realtor costs about an average of 20 Okay, If you need hundreds of $20 leads just to find one uh, you know, possible transaction, how long are you going to be able to afford to do that? That's the futility in a lot of the things that you guys are buying into out there. And I really want you to clear your minds about the reality and the fact that real estate, at the end of the day, to be successful, like Bill, to go from zero to almost a, you know $500,000 in three years, you there are no silver bullets. You're going to have to learn some skills. You're going to have to make a lot of effort, and you're going to have to do it even on the days you don't feel like doing it at the highest level. So sorry about my rant there. But, Julie, you've got a great question for Bill.
2: I do, because I I can just hear agents' gears turning in their heads, going from zero to 46,000 to about 120,000 and into the 400,000s. I mean, that three and a half years is not a long time. So, Bill, what would you say, from your standpoint, what are the three most important things it took for you to actually go from where you were three years ago, three and a half years ago, to where you are today? What are three main things for our listeners who are wondering how they can do what you did?
0: Um, I'd say number one uh, was realize I really knew nothing. Um, I had been a mortgage broker for a long time and um, that I knew nothing and that I needed to. um, I love football um, and I love hunting. And um, I had to really intensely train myself every single day. I had to learn things every day. I don't read books just to read books. I read something on my industry or something that's relevant to my industry. Number two was um, to uh, get a coach. Um, and I really believe that you need to um, find a coach that has been inside your um uh, industry, someone that has done it, and it's public records. I checked you and Tim out before I ever invested anything in Harris Real Estate University. Um, I think there's a lot of coaches that think that that they hire CPAs and they're now coaches and they've never been in the in the, in the trenches. You know, C21 pays a lot of money to one particular um, person, um, and um, he's never been in the trenches. Um when you ask him a really deep question about, you know, what he did on a listing presentation. That's what I love about you and Tim is that when you say, I was in this situation and we're talking about the goldfish pond that absolutely stinks, but it's his favorite joyous thing, how do you handle it? Because you know that's gonna be one of the things that's not gonna sell the house. You could ask that coach that question, and he's got no answer for it, as opposed to you do. Um and then the very last thing is that you've got to be willing to cold call. I like cold calling. I love the challenge of it. I love the first 30 seconds of that indecision of, is this person going to continue the conversation or not continue the conversation? And then I think there's a fourth thing is there that you absolutely need to go to every situation and understand that you are here to be of selfless service to them and do not think about your money. Do not think about your commission. It should weigh, should not even be a factor. should not cross your mind at all. You are 100% of service to that person, no matter what they need.
2: Very well put. And, you know, I think your heart comes out in it. And we always say if you're not making the money that you need to be making for yourself and your family, it's because you haven't figured out how to help enough people at a high enough level. And I think you're a great example of that. Bill, a lot of people are wondering if you have had to build a huge team to get to this kind of production. I mean, don't you have like, you know, 14 people working for you to, to get to that 400,000-plus level?
0: No, no. Um for the first, uh, let's call it 2.7 years, I had nobody helping me, um, and it was a lot of late nights, Um but you know uh, but when you're feeding your children it was really not a big deal um you and i talked to somewhere when my production got to be about 20 22 homes um that i needed to hire an assistant and we methodically went and found a person that works for me um you know i'm 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 s um i'm an alcoholic i'm sober um and i'm very spiritual and that was a very important aspect. And with your help, I put down, I found a person that does everything that I can do. I am very organized in sales and marketing, but I don't really enjoy the back half of this business that much. Um, you know, I don't, uh, I'm I'm good at the negotiating part, but once the contract's done, I really want someone else to handle the paperwork. Um right.
2: Well, so you must be pretty serious about your schedule doing this kind of production without having an army of minions around you. You have a great assistant you always you know you speak very highly of her. How do you handle your daily schedule?
0: Well, my daily schedule really is run um, by my assistant, her name's amber um, and we window the days now those windows are not always perfect. But I know that between eight thirty and nine thirty I'm going to go ahead and cold call um expired and then I'll return my calls after nine thirty. Um and then and then we'll move on to notices of default. Um and then we'll move on to the homes that are being that have are actually have auction dates. Um, I'll get in the car and we'll drive around and drop off the packages to the houses or sometimes Amber does it. There's a whole system to it which you and I have developed. Um, and, you know, it, it, it does work. Um, and you just have to be organized about your day. But at the same time, you need to understand that when you have an offer come in or you have a buyer that says, I want to see this house today, well, that, that's the priority.
2: Makes sense. Well, so, you know, going to this level of production has also made you number one in your company, company Century 21. What right. has that done for your confidence level, for your business, for your presentation? How has that changed how you're going about things? Because I know that's affected you a lot in in your daily operations.
0: Um, yeah, you know, i got to say when you say that, I'm really uncomfortable with that because <laughs> so I, I, I don't, <laughs> you know i don't feel that i don't feel that um you know i, I um i don't know that it's changed anything <laughs> really other than um it's really nice to have the recognition um the awards were really nice they paid for me to go to the um uh the awards banquet it was nice meeting the president of century 21 but you know, I really try not to use number one too much in my presentation. In my in my area, everyone's number one in something. And you know, the 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 award that I value the mo- most was Century 21 has a service um, a, a service award, and they um, sent out a customer survey, and I'm basically 100% on that. And and that to me is the biggest award is that my clients are happy and they refer clients. Um, And the thing that I really want to say about that is at Century 21, I met um, the number one producer last year, did $5.5 million in gross commissions. Um, She did 362 or 382 transactions. And I went up to her and I asked her how she did it. And she's all, well, half of – Every single year, I get at least 150 to 160 referrals from my past clients. And a lot of times, I, I double in both of those. So that was really, really inspiring. So I believe that we should all focus on customer service and not so much number one. And don't get me wrong. I want to make the money. I mean, I definitely owe it to my children. Um but at the same time, I want to make sure that I do a good service for my clients. And w- when they're done, I want to feel good good about it before I take that check.
1: Bill, was that Marty Rodriguez that you talked to at the awards banquet? Yes. Yeah, Marty is a uh, superstar of ours. I don't know if you actually know that. So, yeah, she's actually – No, not at all. She, yeah, so she did, she's a, uh, one of our superstars. So, yeah, there you go. I, uh, well, t- well Tim, I'm using that. Yeah, there you go. All right, so, you know, I was uh, thinking about while you were talking, you know, knowing how realtors oftentimes will try to be skeptics when they're listening to interviews like this. um, You know, we're very focused on net profit. We're very focused on agents actually pulling as much profit out of every transaction, paying themselves first, not just keeping whatever's left over, not thinking the best place to reinvest their monies back in their business. We are really, really focused on everything we can do to influence you guys to become truly rich, where your money works for you and you no longer work for your money. And I realize that we're the lone voice in the real estate trading world when it comes to that specific thing, but it's something critical because all of us at some point in our lives have been through financial pains. And in many cases, those financial pains and strains are avoidable if you're just a little bit, you know, if you're not a money abuser, if you're basically saving and reinvesting. So when you say you earn $457,000, Four hundred fifty-seven thousand dollars. Your third year in the business. How much of your focus is on net profit to you?
0: Um, I would say about a hundred percent because if you got Julie as a as a coach, there's no way not to be that way. Um, you know, uh, um. I don't know that I'm a great example because we came in with a huge tax liability, but um, we, so when we get a check, the first thing we do is we pay our taxes, the maximum amount of taxes. Um, Then the next thing we do is we take 10% out um, of every single check and put it in a hidey hole account. Um, And then from there we take our, our business expenses, and then we 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 pay ourselves um but you know we've we're very fortunate our kids are in private school um and we still have to be paying the irs every month so
1: well that time will come to an end soon enough and then the money you're paying the irs you can start reinvesting right i mean uh, you know.
0: absolutely and you know that's the thing i i really look about is with julie because there was a time that i really needed a car and, you know, she's all, sure, let's go buy that $80,000 Range Rover. Oh, and by the way, as soon as you drive it off the lot, it's worth $65,000. Oh, and let's work the payment in it. Oh, and by the way, you're going to need full insurance on that, aren't you? Right. Okay. Oh, and, but of course, you're going to get a tax break, so let's look at the tax break. You know, a, a new car that you have to make a payment on is, is really is a loser investment, no matter how you cut it. And I love cars, don't get me wrong.
1: But yeah, I mean, the, the truth is, from having coached agents for now longer than we've sold real estate, it is amazing how many agents were, I think, for the most part, very, very successful. Some of them even probably were fairly wealthy during the boom, and because they didn't save and reinvest, and they weren't diversified, they just kept reinvesting in their businesses and their branding and their teams and all these typical things that agents do. Well, as soon as the market shifted, they did not survive. A lot of cases, they had, you know, they still haven't written their comeback stories yet. They can, obviously, because what got them there in the first place will get them there again. But the reality of it is, is all of you writing your comeback stories. Please, for the love of God, do it differently this time. We, I was doing an interview with real estate rock stars recently, and the question came up about, uh, you know, so if you had to do it all over again, those of you who made a lot of money in the boom, what's the one thing you'd do differently? And the answer, obviously, is, well, I would have saved more money. So, guys, listen. There's no doubt we're at the beginning stages of another 7- to 10-year real estate boom. I did not say bubble. I said boom. In other words, it's going to be ever-increasing year after year, more positive than negative, a normal recovering market. So this time around, save some money, would you? Just a thought. So, Bill, let's talk about this. And Julie actually wrote this question down. How do you... How do you have balance? I mean, is balance an important thing in your life? You, you obviously family's critical. Family's. I I get a sense that family's the number one thing that drives you. So, how do you balance your family life with your work life?
0: Um, I schedule it. I mean, you know, I'm I'm. Uh, I, I just schedule it. I just do it. And then, you know, the thing that I really want my daughters to get is that they need to judge a man by their actions. And the only way they're going to learn that is by is by my example, so my daughter, to a complete surprise of me, wanted to get into bow shooting i'm I'm an avid hunter, I love shooting bows, and so uh on Thursdays or Fridays, depending on her horse riding schedule, um, we go and shoot for an hour with my son Saturday morning is just uh, he he knows at 9 o'clock we're going to go do something fun before I go out marketing. And then my little girl, um, you know, I try to get home every night and put her in bed. And I'd say 80% of the time I do. Um, I schedule it. And then the time I have with them, I make it really meaningful. And then Julie and I, I've had a weight problem. Um, you know, Julie and I talk about eating healthy um she can tell when i have too much coffee cuz she knows i'm anxious on the call okay. and and um you know you just really apply it then the you know then the other thing is i really um uh, i'm i'm spiritual i pray to god for guidance on what i should be doing which is seems to be always to help other people no matter what i do so
1: you know i'm gonna, i'm gonna, you mentioned that a few times on the call that's obviously a, a founding ethos of our business is always focus on being of service you know, this the amazing thing is, and you definitely, you know, resonate this energy, as we hopefully do as well, the fact is, is that if you approach every conversation, every interaction, especially when you're, you know, just really anything in life, with the mindset that I'm here to serve others, how can I be of service to you? You know what's amazing about that prominent thought, that dominant thought, is that the fear, the ego, the um, what am I going to say next, the all that Mickey Mouse melts away Because if you're truly engaged with listening to what the person is going to say to you um, and how you can be of service, not just thinking about what you're going to say next, or not just thinking about your fancy real estate script, or not just thinking about your commission, but seriously listening to how the person is expressing themselves, what are they saying, what are they not saying, how you can be of service to them. In other words, guys, by being present in the conversation with folks matters because it really puts you in a position to to be of service to them and to receive the benefit of being of service to them. So, Bill, I know that resonates with you. Is there any, you think, how can you, what comes to mind as I was saying that?
0: Well, two things really come to mind. One is that that I think the greatest thing, and I've done, I'm a huge Dale Carnegie fan, and I like Tom Hopkins, um, and I love the book called Personality Plus. But the thing that I've really learned is by being focused on being in service, I actually hear what they say. So all these skills and all these scripts that I've memorized, they actually come to play because, you know, a script is a script, but really there's an answer in the script to help them. You just need to be hearing what they're saying so you can pull upon your resources and your knowledge to make that happen. And I really want to talk about this listing that I just got, Um, You know, we completely managed. It was two brothers. They got along pretty well. They inherited the house. One brother wanted to sell, one didn't. So Amber pretty much managed getting the paint, the decorator, you know, everything we do on a listing um, to them. And, you know, they were so shocked that we were of service to them. But during the listing presentation, they literally asked us what we were going to do Um, for them and I just generally told them this is everything that we do and um, they gave us the listing and they listed five other uh, agents now I guarantee that I listed this house higher than other people because most people don't look at the absorption rate and and there's less than 0.9 months worth of inventory Marin so whatever you price is pretty much going to sell as long as it's a quality <laughs> product right but anyway but my point was was they got what total service was we got multiple offers this is house has only been on the market 16 hours and and i definitely got the highest and best We're at least 15 grand over what it's worth and um you know they, they have listened to me and they have never once found an objection to anything i've said it's been a very Nice transaction, plus they know that there's going to be some issues on inspections, and they're ready to deal with that and It all came from that selfless service and i'm here to be of service to you
1: well you you said two things there, and I want to kind of make sure that everyone's listening and paying attention to really the takeaways on that. first of all, he said scripts now a lot of you a lot of you who have not uh, been properly trained before you're going to recoil at the idea of telling of using somebody else's script. So here's another thing that we want all of you to understand. We want you to use our scripts, but we want you to internalize them, not memorize them, and then personalize them. Because the idea of just essentially using somebody's script verbatim, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work for every reason, but it doesn't work for the most part because they're not your words. So don't worry about memorizing our scripts. Internalize our scripts, like what Bill said, and then personalize our scripts to be a match for your particular market or your particular demographic. I mean, you know, if you're in Texas, you're going to say, y'all. If you're in New York, you're going to say, yes, ma'am, no, sir. I mean, it is that type of thinking that I want all of you guys to apply. Some of you just believe that unless you actually, you know, use the scripts exactly that you will not succeed. Well, using the scripts exactly is often the reason why you won't succeed because you come off as being fake. And the other thing I really listened to Bill talk about again is the mindset of service. Try that. Experiment with that. If the reason that you haven't been doing any uh, direct lead generation yourself and you've been essentially in the buying buyer leads hamster wheel or buying any kind of leads is because you are fearful of what happens by directly going after buyers and sellers, start with the mindset shift of I'm going to be of service to the next person I speak with. Have that be your dominant thought. Not the tension, not the fear, not the sales anxiety, not the what am I going to say next, not the typical garbage that's out there. Literally write down on a piece of paper in front of you so you can stare at it, how can I be of service to you? You can say that to folks and then feel it by listening to what they're saying, by being in the moment with them when you're talking with them. You can tell listening to Bill that he's like that. He's just naturally become like that after practicing it and realizing that it works and realizing that's his truest self, all of you guys can do the exact same thing. So, Julie, you had
2: a question? Well, so, Billy, you've come so far in the past three and a half years on so many levels. Where do you see yourself in the next three and a half years?
0: <laughs> that's funny. That's that's our um, – um, uh, where I really see myself is um, – Having a self-sustaining, sustainable um, uh, real estate business that is, and when I say self-sustaining, that's self-generating leads. Um, Because I I really believe coming into my uh, fourth year of the business that you just get referrals as long as you stay in contact with your past clients, which I have not been the best at. But after talking to Marty, I'm going to be the best at it here. Um, and then the next thing is is that we're branching out into property management. And it's not a lot of income, but it's a little bit um, in the future. Um, that will also generate both income and leads in the future. Um, and then, you know, I, what I really want is to buy my family a house. You know, we lost our houses. Um, it was 100% my fault. I was the exact person that Tim describes, you know, making big income and living recklessly. At one time, we had five car payments, um, two boats. Who needs two boats? They're both ski boats. What do I need two boats for? I had them. Anyway, um, so that's where I see myself is really making the business um be a permanent um, self-sustaining business um, with self-generating leads um, and then also having the management going and then owning a home and then also starting to prepare for our um, retirement. Now, I'm never retiring. I like working. I'm never retiring. But I would like not to have to worry about my production every single month.
1: So, yeah, you know, this next question, Bill, I actually got from Larry King, and it's it's the question I always like to use when I'm ending interviews because it's kind of powerful, and it always surprises me how different people answer the question. So why you? In a, in a market that's extremely challenging and arguably the worst economy that hopefully any of us will ever have to live through in our lifetimes, and, and arguably, again, probably the most challenging industry that you possibly could have chosen, selling real estate at the tail end of a real estate crash, Why you? Why is it that you've been able to succeed where so many other people haven't?
0: Um, I'm going to say number one is um, uh, God has given me a real gift to care about other people. And when I hear about their goals, because that's what, you know, Julie and you and, Every coach I've ever heard says, you know, you're here to fulfill your seller's desires. You know, we haven't have an, have, a, have an ability to, all right, it's my listing and we treat it like it's our property. That's not that's not the true, you know. If they want to sell it fast, you price it accordingly. If they found a exchange house, you you price it accordingly. If they want highest in value, then you explain them the downfalls of that. But it, it's my ability to be of service to you. And to listen to what your goals are, and to the best of my ability, I will, with 1,000% of my soul, try to achieve those goals. I cannot guarantee it, but I will leave it all on the mat, and it's for you. And with my ability to learn, to adapt to the market, to use all the tools that are available to me and the people, and really knowing my market, I'm going to sell your home. It's going to happen. And the thing that many agents don't talk about is it's not about just having the perfect marketing plan, which I believe is important. I believe you need to do the old school stuff, the new school stuff, and you need to be creative. You know, like another thing I heard was um, when you have a new listing, before it goes on the market, go 10 houses down, 10 houses up, and 20 houses across the street. Anyway, my, my 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 point of it is it's about putting the energy into the listing. If you put enough energy into it, positive karma is gonna come with it and it's gonna sell. You know, it's about answering your phone. The thing I hate about REO agents that I cannot ever get an an asset manager to understand is how the listing agent answers the phone on their listings is a direct impact on when you're is going to sell, and I can never get that over to REO agents, uh, asset managers. I can never get it over. I don't know why, but it doesn't work. So that's the reason why I would pick me.
1: (laughs) I appreciate that. Well, and you're not just doing distressed real estate, let's be clear. I mean, you're doing all kinds of different real estate, you know. The distressed stuff for you and your market at the time was the market to go after because it was, frankly, probably at the time it was the best market to go after. But now that the market's shifting (laughs) Clearly you're shifting with the market. So you're not just one of these agents that's trying to pigeonhole himself as this agent or that agent. You're focusing no. on anyone you're focusing on anyone you can be of service
0: to. Yeah, exactly. And then you know the other part that when Julie and I started was she explained the whole spoke of the spokes. And in my office there's a wagon wheel. It's past clients, REO, miscellaneous, short sales investors, expired buyers, and now we're moving into um we call them equity sellers because Marin County has gone up 30%. So anybody that's owned a house for the last um, year, it might be the time to sell. Um, you know, I tell a lot of people that, you know, if this was a stock, you would have sold it by now, right? Yes, you would have.
1: Yeah, exactly. so, <laughs> yeah. Well, so Bill, listen, sincerely, thank you for again for your time. I'm sure that your sincerity and your true caring about other people is going to resonate again, and you're going to hopefully get a lot of benefits from doing today's radio show. So everyone listening, I have a question for you. Same question I just asked Bill. Why not you? you know, Why not you? Why aren't you doing what Bill's done? What is it that's holding you back? What are the thoughts that you need to be having and, most importantly, the actions you need to be taking? Let us help you. Freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Or you can go to our main website, of course, timandjulieharris.com. We're kind of the stealth coaching company out there. You know, we don't do a lot of live events. You know, I'll be honest with you, the reason we don't do a lot of live events is because the live events are almost always sponsored by some big box broker. And then when you're chosen to do one of those live events, sometimes they ask you to pay to speak, but other times they want you to speak to a specific agenda. So we don't do that because, frankly, if we can't talk with you guys about what really matters, i.e., we are the only agent-centric coaching company that I am aware of, then, then we're not going to do the event. And we will always stay true to you, the individual agent. At the end of the day, guys, whether you know it or not, whether no one's, you know, whether, you, whether someone told you or not, listing agents, many of you, are becoming listing agents or already listing agents, are the lifeblood of the real estate industry. All the rest of the stuff, the websites, the buyer leads, the portals, the this, that, the other, purely secondary, if you're not learning to be or are not already a listing agent, you're not going to be in the business. Listing agents control the industry and always will. And if you're a listing agent, you need to get better because the market is changing. You need to do everything in your position, in your power to position yourself to take advantage of what is the next real estate boom. Anything we can do to help you, please go to FreeCoachingCallsForAgents.com. Mr. Bill Bird, again, thank you for your sincerity and thank you for your time today. And, uh, I mean, I, I love talking with you because, frankly, I always walk away feeling calm but motivated. It's this, you have a really interesting energy. It's motivational, yep. but at the same time, it's calming, you know. It's, it's not like some <laughs> of these frenetic folks we talk to. Good combination. To. Good combination. So thank you sincerely for joining us for today's radio show.
0: Thank you. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching.